כתובות דף חוף עמוד א' וב', סוף אסטים ודה אסטים אבדס, ייצרו במרבון הוא אפילו עצמו. We'll learn from this piece of Gemara, which deals with an interesting idea in Choshen Mishpat, in uh, laws of judicial process. Uh, but we'll learn a, uh, an amazing idea regarding the relationship between self-esteem and what others think of us. And that's a, an issue that we all struggle with all our lives. Uh, being able to be independent of what others think about, being able to be sensitive to what others think of us, how does that affect our self-esteem? Uh, and, and we'll see a touch of that in the, in the piece that we learned today, which starts with the posuk in, in Dvorim. In Yevamot we had this posuk a number of times that we, evidence has to be given by the mouth, mouth of two witnesses or the mouth of three witnesses. Alpi is repeated. Uh, why is it repeated? Brings Rashi based on the, on the Gemorahs and Gitin and elsewhere. It has to be by the mouth of a witness And not that they write their evidence, be Igeret, in a, in a document, we don't accept documentary evidence. Evidence has to be a P.A.D.M. by an aid speaking in Beisdim. And we also learn from here that you can't have a translator uh, translating the words of the aid. The Dayanim have to hear the voice of the witness. Because this is not about data. Uh, it, it's so interesting, the laws of Eidut. It's not about data. If it was data, we would accept a document. Uh, it, this is about the, the Eidim, and it's not even about the, the information we get from the Eidim. It's about the story that the Eidim tell. The, the, the Dayanim have to hear the story. To recreate what happened, they've got to hear a real person telling a real story. And that includes listening to his voice and his tone of voice and where he pauses. Very often, Dayanim will notice something just by a hesitation in, a, in the voice or, or stumbling over a word or the cadence changing in the, in the aid. And they'll probe it and they'll question it. So it has to be, this is a, a dynamic interaction between the Dayanim, between the judges and the witness, and it has to be a live interaction. This is not about the exchange of data. This is about... the interaction between human beings, in this case, the aid, the witness, and the, and the dayanim. However, even though we're not allowed to, to write our evidence, says the Gemara, so the Gemara brings a brace at the bottom of Chofo Medalef, Tanu Rabbanan, Kotev Adam Eiduto Al Hashtar, Umeida Leha, Afilu Lacha Kamashanim. If a person is at a place seeing something, he thinks I might be called as a witness to this, and he makes notes of what happened, he journals. What happened at that event, and years later he's called to, to Beisdin and he consults his notes in order to remind himself of facts that he's subsequently forgotten. That's okay, provided, says Rav Huda, once he's seen his notes, he remembers it. Because when you see notes, the role of notes is not that you can forget what happened and now you read the notes and you remember the notes. The idea of the notes are to trigger your memory because memories aren't lost. We don't lose memory. I'm sure there are clinical cases where, where we do, but in the normal kind of memory that we, all, that we all struggle with is not because we've lost our memory. It's because we didn't place enough attention on embedding the experience deeply into us. Things that are, are, are deeply embedded into us, we don't forget. And even if we do forget, we can recall it. 
There's so much information we have that if we make a bit of an effort, sometimes a person will say, I don't remember it. But if you work with them and you say, just think, do you remember? We went to such and such a place, but it's not, I don't remember it. And you say, okay, do you remember such and such? And then do you remember that? And you take them through, ah, yes, now I remember. And it's the same with notes. It's now I remember. This triggers the memory and, and revives the memory. And provided that's what happens, says Ravuna. So when he's giving ev evidence, it's coming from his heart, not from the paper. The paper reminded him, he reminded his heart, and his heart gives the evidence. That's good. That's not called mipik tavam. Rabbi Yochanan Even if he himself doesn't remember, he needs help. So we can learn from from what Rabbi Yochanan said that if two witnesses, one is forgotten and one remembers, the one can remind the other. Again, provided once you've reminded him, he remembers what actually happened and not what you're telling him. What happens if the Baldin says, the person who you're giving evidence for says to you, I'll help you remember what happened. I need you to give evidence of my case. You'll say, I don't remember the facts. And he says, I'll help you remember. Let's, let's go through it. Rav Chaviva said that even that is fine, as long as it's triggering his real memory. The Litigant himself can't play that role. The Hilchata Atzmolon, the Halacha, is anybody else can remind him, and he can use notes to remind himself, but he can't be reminded by the Baldin, by the person for whom he's giving evidence. However, says the Gemara in the beginning of, of Ahmed Be'ez, V'it Surba Mirabonan, who, if he's a Talmud Chacham, Afilu Atzmo, then even he can, says Rashi, V'it Surba Mirabonan, who ha'aid, if the witness is a Tzurba Mirabon, if the witness is a Talmud Chacham, then we trust that he will be very careful. And even if the Tover, even if the litigant reminds him, he'll be very careful to check with himself as to whether it's his own memory or he's only giving over what he heard from the other person. There was a case of Rav Ashi who knew evidence in a case for Rav Kahana. So Rav Kahana says to Ravashi, do you remember the facts of this case? Can you come and give evidence? Amale said to him, Law, I've got to be honest, I don't remember the facts. So he helped him. Rav Kahana helped his witness, Ravashi. Don't you remember this happened and that happened? He tells him, Amale lo yadana. He said, no, still can't remember. Lesof idke Ravashi. Later on, Ravashi wakes up in the middle of the night and he says, oh, it's all come back to me. I remember it. And he gave evidence. Asidle. Chazil Rav Kahana. This is the important part, as you'll see in the Rambam. Chazil Rav Kahana dahave He noticed, Rav Kahana noticed that his witness, Rav Ashi, was um, a, a, little bit, a little bit amazed at, at this. Says Rashi, Tamal Ravashi Shehid Bedavar. He... Rav Kahana was actually surprised that Ravashi actually gave evidence. He, Rav Kahana, was the one who called Ravashi. When Ravashi said, I don't remember, Rav Kahana helped him remember. Eventually, Ravashi comes and gives evidence, and Rav Kahana is a little, a little shocked. Rav Ashi says to Rav Kahana, do you think I was relying on what you told me? I was able to remind myself. I went into my memory. We don't do that enough. We're just quick to say, I don't remember, forgotten, don't remember. 
But, but we do it when we have to. Like if you don't remember where you left your car keys and you can't remember, your mind is blank. But sometimes you'll go back and you'll, so where was I last? Where did I have them last? Where did I, da, 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 da? now I remember where I put them. When you have to, you work on your memory and you, and you bring the recollection back. But if you forget a Gemara or a Chazal or, or, or a person's name, we don't, we don't bother that much to work on it and try and reconstitute where was I and how. Because if we would work on it, we can often recall, we can often bring that memory back, as Ravashi in fact did. The Rambam learns it differently from Rashi. On the next page of the source sheets, says the Rambam, Echad azocheret ha'idut ve'echad tavyado o shizkiru acherim whether you saw the witness or you saw your, your notes about the, if you saw the case or you saw your notes about the case or somebody else reminded you about the case, even if the other witness reminds him, then he can give evidence. Mm-hmm. But if the litigant himself does the reminding, then the witness can't use that, that prompting in order to give evidence. Adds the Rambam, a very important word, where it's difficult to understand. Because in the eyes of the litigant, it might look as if he's given a sheker, if he gave him false evidence. That's, that's what it might look like. What does the Rambam say? But if the Tovea, if the litigant is a Talmud Chacham, then we don't worry. So what has the Rambam done different from Rashi? Rashi says, If he's a Talmud Chacham, who's it speaking about? The witness. If the witness is a Talmud Chacham, we trust the witness to be careful. The Rambam says, if the litigant is a Talmud Chacham, and he reminds the witness, we don't object. Why? Says the Rambam, because if the witness is not a, is not a Talmud Chacham, in his eye, in, in the eyes of the, if the Tovea, if the litigant is not a Talmud Chacham, he will think less of the witness for having been prompted by himself. And that's why the Rambam says in the next halacha, A Talmud Chochem knows that if this person didn't remember the facts, he wouldn't have given evidence. Uh, this is a, a, a kula in, in Mamanus that they've in, introduced in laws of mandatory matters. Even though the witness has forgotten this for several years. But it's the writing that reminds him is allowed to give evidence. So what's the principle? The principle is the evidence must come from you. Whether you were able to recall it yourself or you needed help in recalling it. What happens if the litigant helps you recall it? Then we have a machloket Rashi and, Tos and, and Rambam. Rashi says if the litigant, if the aid, if the witness is a Talmud Chacham, then we'll accept it, we'll trust the witness. The Rambam says, if the litigant is a Talmud Chacham, we'll accept it. Why? Because if he's a Talmud Chacham, he won't suspect the witness. Uh, he'll understand that, the, or, or he'll question the witness, he'll say, are you sure that you really remember it yourself? And where does the Rambam get it from? A lot of people question where the Rambam gets this from. Um, and, and it would seem to be that the Rambam gets it... 
from the case of Ravashi and Rav Kahana, because you see, Rav Kahana asks Ravashi to give evidence. Ravashi says, I don't remember. Rav Kahana reminds him, and he gives evidence, and we see Rav Kahana is a little bit shocked. And he questions him. He asks him, so that's what a Talmud Chochum would do. I noticed after I reminded you, you gave evidence. Are you sure it was your memory and you weren't giving evidence on what I told you? A Talmud Chochum would check that. That's where the Rambam gets it from, from the story of Rav Kahana and Rav Ashi. And from that is Mechadish that a, a uh, that, that if the litigants are Talmud Chochum, it would be, it, it would be in order. And, and we see, it's interesting, in a few seifim earlier in Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says a very similar thing. Before a witness gives evidence, the judges warn him and explain to him the seriousness of what he's about to do. And you let the witness know how disgraceful false evidence is in this world and in the world to come. And we learned about it in, uh, in the question of signing a false document. And the Shulchan Aruch says, and what you should also know, witness, is the guy who paid you, who bribed you to give evidence, also thinks nothing of you. Don't think you're big buddies with the guy who bribed you. And that's similar to the idea we had a few days ago, do you remember? With the Arus, a, a, a man and the Arusa, a man has relations with his Arusa, with his betrothed. And, and afterwards, he says, I can't be sure she didn't have relations with other men too. If she did it with me, she'll do it with others. So he's, she's lost enormous esteem in his eyes because she did what he asked her to do. And, and the same idea here, a man bribes a witness, says the Shulchan Aruch, we tell the witness, don't think he even thinks much of you. Nobody thinks anything of you. He doesn't, even the guy who bribes you is disappointed in you. Uh, and again, we see that in Rav Khan Rav Ashi. Rav Khan wants Rav Ashi to give evidence, but when Rav Ashi does, he pulls back, he's a little surprised. And, the, and so he questions, says the Rambam, since Rav Ashi is a Talmud Chochem, since Rav Khan is a Talmud Chochem, he questions Rav Ashi, are you sure it's okay? But an ordinary person wouldn't, they would just think, okay, he's giving evidence for me, if the judges don't notice anything, that's fine. And, uh, but I don't think much of him, the fact is, he didn't give evidence because he remembered. He gave evidence because I reminded him. What kind? I can't rely on such a person. Even I can't rely on such a person. And so we see the importance of, uh, in both these halachot, of, of what other people think of us too. We think sometimes that it's not that important. What's important is what I think of myself, and I must be honest and true to myself. All that is true. But when you're looking at images of yourself, the fact is, before you go out to, to, to an important meeting or event, or before you go out altogether, you check yourself in the mirror. You just check yourself. You know that what you see in the mirror is just a reflection. That's not you. But it gives you a sense if something's not right, your tie isn't right, your jacket isn't right. It gives you a sense you have to make an adjustment. So you check in the mirror. The people around us are mirrors. They reflect to us how we appear. And just as when you look in the mirror, you know that's not the real you. But still it gives you information. So the way people are responding to you and relating to you, give you information that you can use to course correct. You can use to make adjustments. You can check yourself and see. They, they see me in this way. Is it founded? Isn't it founded? Are they onto something? Are they not onto something? And so here with Rav Kahana and Rav Ashi and the way the Rambam talk, talks about it, we tell the aide, even the person who hires you doesn't think much of you. So the aide might say, oh, who cares? I don't care. I've got the money. I'm, I, I'm off. I was bribed. I've got the money. I'm okay. Nobody's okay knowing that people think badly of them. 
We all have reputations. We're concerned about reputations. It's interesting how many sukhis in the last week or two have been about honesty and about reputation uh, and about integrity. And, uh, and here too, even though the aide thinks to himself, I know what I'm saying is true, still we say, be careful, because people, including the very person who hired you, doesn't think highly of you because of what you've done. So question yourself very carefully and make sure that the, what you're telling the based in is coming from within you and not, and not from without you. And that's a really important, apart from the, 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 the concept of, of credibility and, and self-esteem, what's also important is just to understand, A, the importance of taking notes. That when you take notes, apart from the fact that you have something to refer to later, to trigger your memory, it's not to substitute your memory, it's to trigger your memory. That's why your notes can be very brief. That's why the Vilna Gaon writes that in his Bir Hagro, the Shir on Shabbos, we're learning Bir Hagro, and you see how short the notes are, how brief. The notes are terrible. We have to struggle to work out what he's saying because the Vilna Gaon wrote them as memory helps, as prompts, to help him remember what it was, how he learned the sugya. It's just a reference here and there. You just need little points to make sure that you're not using data. You're using your own personality, your being, your, your own memory. And the notes are just there to trigger that memory. But, when you, but what you remember comes from within you. And when you make a note or you journal, you journal an event or you journal an experience or you journal something you're thinking, you consolidate it, you bring it, you, you ground it, you give it strength, it's easier to remember, especially if you write by hand and not on a computer. Uh, but equally important, you've got a reference point you can go back to. And that just that little note, sometimes a note on the side of your Gomorrah, just to remind you that when you learned this toast or whatever, you thought of something or you referred to something. Those little notes down, uh, through our lives help us reconstruct and recollect and, and revitalize a dormant memory to expand our capacity as human beings.